From news across the world to events in your community, hear about it all on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Fabulosity isn't something you can look up in the dictionary, but I can see it through the glass. It's Rob Center, our great producer. He'll take great care of us and make sure that the podcast is populated shortly after our interview this morning. On the news line with us now is Tom Butzler. He's a horticulture educator at Penn State Cooperative Extension Agency up in Clinton County, based out of Lock Haven. But we see him popping up all over the valley, speaking to folks. And also, we've seen him around the world on Beekeeping 101, which I think is the only way to describe it would be Penn State's famous beekeeping course. Tom, do you ever t- take note of how many people have taken Beekeeping 101 over the decades? Yeah, um, thanks for having me on uh, this morning, uh, Mark. Uh, yeah, the Beekeeping 101 is uh, quite popular. Uh, tens of thousands of people have taken it. Um, you know, there, over the past 10, 20 years, the interest in, in beekeeping and other pollinators has really skyrocketed, and people want to know more. And uh, so this is just, you know, an easy way uh, to learn about beekeeping uh, from, from your home. You know, if you can't get out to one of the um, uh, local beekeeper meetings, uh, you know, some of the state meetings. So this is a, a nice way to, to learn it. Lots of videos, um, lots of pictures uh, to go with the online course. Well, my lovely bride and I very much enjoyed it, and our, our bees were happy for us to have gained the knowledge. And uh, then we went to the Pennsylvania Farm Show. We found out that there's so much more to know and more groups and just a lot more information out there, and uh, it's been just a wonderful hobby. So, yeah, thanks for your part in that. Okay, so let's talk about some things that are coming up. I mentioned the Farm Show. Yep. That'll be in early in January. There also yep. is what is known as the Mid-Atlantic Fruit and Vegetable convention. Now tell us about that. That's also a big a touchstone on the calendar of folks that are involved in agriculture. Yeah, that's correct, Mark. So, and that's uh, fast approaching. It's be the, towards the end of uh, January that that uh, four-day convention takes place. It's held down in Hershey, and, and thousands of uh, vegetable growers and fruit growers uh, get together every year uh, at that uh, meeting place just to learn about um, their craft, their trade. You know, you talk about beekeeping 101, it's just a continual learning process, and it's no different than our fruit and vegetable growers. You know, there's, there's always new insect issues or maybe a new um, fungicide to control a disease. Um, at this convention, you know, there are several sessions that are geared towards marketing. It's great that you can grow vegetables or you can grow fruits, but did you, do you know how to market that to uh, the public or to wholesalers. So we offer courses and, and sessions uh, on that. Um, and, and it's just not fruits and vegetables. It, you know, we, this uh, four-day convention caters towards uh, folks who own farm markets and roadside stands. So we have a session on how to uh, run a farm market bakery. Um, you know, the ins and outs of it, uh, how, you know, how to work with customers, uh, how to schedule, uh, you know, baked goods, things like that. Uh, I'm in charge of several sessions. So, for example, I'm in charge of the pumpkin session. And so in that session, we have about five or six different talks. Uh, you know, the one session will be on powdery mildew. It's a disease that occurs every year on, on pumpkins. And unless controlled, um, it doesn't kill the plants, but it will cause the stems on the uh, pumpkin handles to turn brown. And that's an unmarketable product. So, you know, we talk about ways to manage that disease. Uh, we'll have another presentation on 
biodegradable plastic mulch. Most of our vegetable growers are, are using mulch as a way to control weeds and uh, do some other things. And disposing of plastic mulch is kind of a pain in the behind. And so there has been great effort over the years to develop um, a mulch that degrades over time. So we'll have an update on that. Another uh, a topic in that session will be um, a, uh, a large pumpkin grower uh, that is involved in agritourism. How does he um, bring people to the farm and entertain folks that want to get an experience uh, of farm life? And he centers that experience around pumpkins. So he'll be presenting that to, to the growers. Growers just love hearing other growers talk. So anyways, you know, I, you know, there is an online presence of the schedule. And if anyone is interested, you could be a grower or you could be a, you know, a, a large a backyard garden. It's still some of that material there is appropriate. And you can check out that schedule. Um, if, you know, go online. Um, you can probably put up that link on your um, radio website. People can kind of peruse through uh, that four-day schedule and see if anything there is of interest. So uh, in addition to all those educational sessions over the, over those four days, there is a trade show. And I think the last time I looked, there's about 130 different vendors there that are showcasing uh, uh, different um, uh, uh, tools that are used in vegetable production. Because vegetable production is quite different than uh, soybeans or field corn. You know, that's big equipment. Some of this equipment in vegetable production, quite small. Um, I mentioned plastics, the plastics and drip tape that are used in uh, vegetable production. So the trade show is also a great way to, for farmers to maybe even look at some of the supplies they might need for the upcoming season. And this it does have an attraction for folks that just have a small vegetable garden. Answers galore there. So it's definitely made up for lay people or, or made for lay people, and it's made for people that might just have one roadside stand. I pass a stand on the way to work that yep. the individual sells honey, and that's their only product that they have out there. Another person up the road has maple syrup. So it just it depends on uh, it, it's for the smaller options. Operator. So this is the Mid-Atlantic Fruit and Vegetable Convention in Hershey. You can just yes. uh, Google that, and uh, you'll be able to find out more about that schedule and your specific schedule. We've heard from the State Department of Agriculture later lately about banning certain uh, plants, including burning bush, which we have one uh, on our neighbor's property. I tend to take better care of it. I keep it trimmed back. It spreads like crazy. But burning bush, this is the one of the bushes that turns just ultra-bright red in the fall, uh, tell us about these bans on landscape plants. Yeah, so th 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 this is a really interesting topic. So, you know, the ornamental industry over the decades, or actually uh, uh, centuries, uh, there's been an effort to, to bring new plants into our landscapes just to add some uh, different color and just different themes and so forth. And some of these plants that were brought into our landscapes, at first they kind of, I'm going to put in air quotes, behaved, meaning that they, you know, they did their thing in our landscape, and then winter came, and they went into dormancy, and then they flowered or did whatever in, in the spring. And that was the end of the story, pretty much. But over time, some of these plants we have incorporated into our landscapes um, have escaped or gone out into our naturalized areas. So you could go to, to our, some of our state forests and some of our um, uh, um, uh, uh, state parks and so forth, and you can see some of these landscape plants that we have in our backyards also in these forested settings. 
So you mentioned three of them, uh, the uh, calorie or ornamental pear, uh, uh, the barberry, and the um, uh, burning bush. You can see these just walking the forest trails. And, you know, the, the, the biggest problem with that is they're crowding out our natural vegetation. And the concern is, Mark, that when you go through Penn's Woods, maybe 10, 20, 30 years from now, it's going to be totally unrecognizable to what Penn's Woods was uh, a couple decades ago. Uh, as this, you get this shift from our kind of our native plants to more of these invasive plants. And, you know, however you want to look at it, whether you know, they evolved together or recreated together, these, our animals, our pollinators, have this intimate relationship with these native plants. And if these native plants are pushed out, our, 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 um, you know, our animals, birds, uh, pollinators are going to be in a little bit of a bind uh, with that, you know, this intimate relationship with these native plants. So, yeah, that's, that's the big concern there. Now, the ban is that these nurseries and landscape companies won't be able to sell these ornamental plants in the future. Um, it's a slow transition. It's just not taking place today. But eventually, in, um, in a couple years, you can no longer sell these, and the customers will no longer be able to buy these. Now, the ban does not tell you that in your neighbor's backyard, that burning bush has to be removed. <laughs> there is encouragement on that, Mark, that, you know, you know, because there are some detrimental effects of these uh, invasive plants, you might want to think about moving it, removing it, but that's up to you. Well, and uh, well, it's hers. <laughs> she tried to cut it down to zero one time, took it down to the ground, and I think she thought that was the end of it the next year. It looked almost the same when it came up. It was almost as big, and certainly now, three years later, it's as big as it ever was. And it's They spreading. are hardy. You're right. Right, yeah. They, they, it was almost wasn't even a setback for it. It came back fine. Uh, let's see. How about winter education from Penn State? you got a lot of different courses. I mentioned the beekeeping, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, so, you know, there's not a lot that we can do outside right now as extension educators, and our farming community is not really doing a lot outside. So it's really the season where we gear up towards some of our educational opportunities. So, of course, the Mid-Atlantic Fruit and Vegetable Conference is, is a big opportunity, but there are a variety of smaller meetings and conferences geared towards vegetable growers throughout the state. So, for example, up in uh, uh, Sugar Valley, Nipponos area, I, I have a small um, uh, vegetable meaning for the produce growers that feed the auction up there. Um, you know, I have one up in Jefferson County, but those are the ones I work with, but they're scattered across the state. So, you know, for those folks that can't, uh, you know, spend a whole day down in Hershey, there are other opportunities. Now, that's around the vegetable industry, but there's e e equal um, opportunities for folks in the landscaping industry. Um, so, for example, down in the Lewisburg area, um, in late winter, I'll have a turf and ornamental conference for those um, uh, green industry professionals that need to maintain their pesticide license. We'll put on a full-day conference on a, a wide variety of educational topics. So, again, that's just something I'm involved in. But, you know, there are other horticulture educators just like me uh, throughout the state of Pennsylvania that are doing you know, equal uh, educational opportunities. So if anyone, uh, you know, is interested, you can get online to Penn State Extension and find uh, where these winter meetings are taking place. And the website and course, for folks. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, and of course there's also uh, a lot of master gardener opportunities. So for those backyard uh, gardeners 
or folks who just want some information on their landscape, they put on a, a, a wealth of educational classes. So again, those are you can view those online um, uh, at Penn State Extension. And the uh, the website, I always think of PSU.edu. What's the extension you want folks to go to? Yeah, you can do that, uh, Penn State Extension. Um, just type that into Google, and that will be the first thing that comes up are, are some of those uh, offerings. Fantastic. One of our good listeners sends a note, says, after raking leaves, I have a lot of bare dirt in the garden. Uh, can I do fall mulch- mulching? We're still above freezing pretty consistently, and uh, obviously no snow in the on the ground yeah. at this moment. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about gardening, um, it, it, you, you really don't want bare soil. And so earlier in the season, I would encourage your, your listener to maybe put in a, a cover crop. But it, at this point, it's getting kind of late. Just that soil's too cold. You're not going to get good germination and a, a good growth. Um, so you would tr- want to, to cover that uh, bare soil. And for some of my garden where I, I, I just can't get the cover crop in because I've got some cold crops, some of those cold season crops, I will put down a layer of um, uh, leaves. Uh, you know, I've got a lot of, of um, uh, trees in the yard, and I just rake up those leaves, and I put a couple inches of uh, leaves across that whole bed, and then I just use that uh, uh, to protect that uh, um, that uh, that exposed soil. And it just decomposes over the winter, and then comes spring when you need to work the soil a little bit. It's it's ready to go. Ready to take care of. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tom. We really appreciate your updates. We'll talk to you or one of your peers in January. I we'll have to dis- discuss getting rid of Christmas trees uh, on, yeah. on on the topic. But uh, the farm show will be just about underway at that point too. So uh, we can mention that. But we'll do that next month. Thank you so much, Tom. Thanks for all your updates. All right. Thank you, Mark. Much appreciated. That is Tom Butzler. He is from Penn State University. He's a horticulture educator at Penn State Cooperative Extension in Union County. Just Google Penn State Extension, and that will connect you with all of the things and the information he talked about.